Teaser Pop, Season 6, Episode 4. Hello and welcome to TESOL Pop, the mini podcast for busy teachers. My name is Laura and joining me today to talk about task-based learning for teenage learners is Jenny Galligan. Jenny is a Director of Studies working in Cadiz in south of Spain. As well as her DOS duties, she gives talks at conferences and in the past year she's spoken at TESOL Spain and ACEIA, as well as having given a webinar for the British Council. She is currently studying for a diploma in TESOL, which has led her to experimentation with task-based learning in her classes. A very warm welcome to the show and thank you for your time, Jenny. Thank you for your introduction, Laura. In today's episode, we're talking about task-based learning, or TBL for short. We'll cover what TBL is and why Jenny opted to experiment with this approach in teaching her teenage students, as well as walk through an example lesson and how her students responded. As with many TESOL Pop episodes, today's topic is relevant to many teaching contexts, whether you teach ELT or other subjects, face-to-face or online, so why not continue the conversation by sharing today's episode with your teaching community? Right, well, let's get started. Let's get into it then. I guess the first question then, Jenny, um, for us to address is, what is TBL or task-based learning? Would you mind summarizing this in your own words? Of course. I think uh, for people who are, who know about task-based learning or task-based teaching, it's an incredibly complex area. I'll try and simplify it as much as possible because there's a lot of ac- academic writing on it um, and you can get really caught up in the nitty gritty. But in its simplest form, it's a lesson framework for you to teach your classes and you can teach any kind of language in it. At the heart, there's a task uh, which comes from the name and uh, a task is based around students having communication um, and they have to do something that's authentic around this task. Um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll be chatting more about the examples around this. So that's the, the oversimplified version. You can get into big conversations about what is a task and, you know, what is a correct task. But I think for the, the teachers who aren't interested in really getting into it, it's something that your student, students need to engage with and talk about. I think that's a really good level to kind of for us to touch upon today, because like you say, there is a lot of uh, varying takes on TBL, which we could obviously do an entire episode on. So for today, I think that's a brilliant, succinct (laughs) summary. So you've obviously been experimenting with this approach, and I wondered what motivated you to explore TBL, specifically with the teenage students that you teach? So uh, as you mentioned, I'm doing my diploma, and that was where I first started doing a little bit of reading about about task-based learning and teaching. And I realized that in my in my students um, learning in the classes that they have, there's a little bit of a gap there in the practical use of language. So in their mainstream schooling, um, they're getting a lot of, you know, this is the, the grammar uh, or this is the language and learn it and use it in a gap fill or learn it and use it in a reading comprehension. But then when it comes to actually using that language in, in communication, they were falling down. Um, so it was uh, the reason I kind of wanted to bring it in was to offer them a new way to engage with with the language that they're learning, basically. So this is bringing in something new for them to kind of provide variety from what you're saying to their regular classes and hopefully entice them to lean in more to, to the studies you're doing with them. Exactly, exactly. And I guess to really activate them in, in a different sphere, because I think it's really important that we're giving our learners access to lots of different ways of, of learning and engaging with the, with the language. 
when we were planning this episode, um, you described lots of different classes where you've used TBL uh, with your students. And I wondered if you have a particular example that you'd like to share with listeners today to walk us through that lesson and how it worked with your students. So um, when I first started out experimenting, I decided to do a lesson on the present perfect. It was the less, it was the grammar of that unit in the course book, but I knew that the learners knew with inverted commas the present perfect. Um, you know, they they were familiar with the structure. It wouldn't have been their first time being exposed to it, um, but that they were going to struggle with using it naturally in communication. So what I did was I had a little bit. Of a little bit of a think about what language I wanted them to, to be producing. And then I created a task around it. And the task was very simple. The task was that they had to share with a partner the places that they, they visited uh, in the past five years and some experiences that they've had. Um, and they had to share with a partner and find out what they had in common with the partner. Um, so really, really simple concept. Uh, that was the task. And then the lesson that I built around that was the lead in or the kind of the warmer was photos of me in different countries and doing different uh, things. So, for example, canoeing or I think I had a picture of me in Paris and they had to discuss with the partner, you know, where I've been. So kind of uh, engaging them and providing a little bit of a model as well um, for the for the language that I'd like them to be producing or the ideas really that I'd like them to be producing. Um, and then they, I gave them a little bit of a brainstorming chance to come up with their own their own things because I find often with teenage students they need that time to think um, rather than kind of forcing them to talk um, off the cuff. And then very simply, they spoke with a partner, shared ideas with a partner, and noted down on a piece of paper the things that they had in common with that partner. And then, which is really integral to to the TBT working was a feedback stage. So we discussed, uh, you know, what language they'd produced. Maybe, I think in this class in particular, there was a little bit of an issue with the use of never. So um, we had some examples of where they hadn't used it correctly, some examples of how it could be used correctly. And then they found a new partner and they repeated the task cycle. So it had a little bit of uh, task repetition in there as, as well for added bonus. And basically, that was the, the class I kept on doing for as much time as I had left, um, you know, talk with a partner and then um, a little bit of feedback, talk with two partners and then a little bit of feedback. And then at the end of the class, uh, which I think is really important, is we did a little bit of reflection. So how, would, how was the class for you guys today? Did you like it? What would you change? Uh, what could you have done better? Those kind of reflection questions outside of, of, the, of the task cycle. And that final stage that you mentioned is so important, isn't it? It's quite a crucial part mm -hmm. of task-based learning. And sometimes when I'm teaching, I tend to not always prioritize the time for that because I want to spend time on other things and then, you know, lesson time runs away. But that's quite crucial. I, I wonder how your learners responded to that and what their takeaways were when they were doing that reflection. Did anything come through as a result of that where they kind of recognized what they'd achieved? Yeah, um, I think what, what really is clear is that they really appreciated the, the structure of the class and that they were able to get a lot out of doing the task repetition, for example, on a lot of the, the mini feedback, you know, um, and that they really enjoy, you know, they gave me the feedback, oh, I really enjoy talking to my, to my um, colleagues, my classmates, you know, 
the the other thing that i think is was very important is that i let them speak in in l1 at that point if they wanted to so i kind of said in the reflection listen if you can do it in english great but if you've something that you want to you want to say and you can't say it you can use your l1 because the reflection wasn't necessarily about the production of english it's about expressing how the class was for you and i think that freedom um really gave them a lot and really helped them to to connect with the reflection stage i was gonna say thank you so much for sharing that example of like the lead in the pre-task and then the task cycle i think that's a really lovely example of how flexible this model is because you could just do the pre-task task and then the feedback and reflection but you chose to kind of do um, an ongoing cycle for the remainder of the lesson as you said and that i imagine that could be quite confidence boosting for your students as they kind of get to try and refine what they're doing in the task based on the, the bite-sized feedback you give them. Exactly, and it stops it from being overwhelming as well um, for, for both the learners and for the teacher because sometimes we can think of the task as being this big thing that needs to take up 25 minutes or you know it needs to take up all of the time. Whereas when it's a discussion with a partner that's only going to take five minutes, it's really, really uh, accessible for the learners. You're not asking them to do a huge investment. And it's really easy as a teacher for you to improve slight things about it that you see if you see the learners aren't quite getting it or they need a little bit of a nudge in a certain direction. You're able to take the whole class there rather than kind of panic that the task isn't going well. I hadn't really thought of it from the other perspective like you said it's less overwhelming for the teacher as well like I, I really hadn't thought of that that's such a good point students and teachers benefit from just taking a bit more of a kind of bite-sized approach exactly exactly and it's it feels very implementable you know it feels very doable um, rather than having to come up with this big task and make sure that it's going to work and make sure that the students are going to be engineered because at the end of this day, at the end of the day, if that task hadn't worked, I could have adapted and t- taken my lesson elsewhere um, because I would have had a lot of flexibility to do that. Whereas if you put a huge amount of time into creating a task and it doesn't work, you're going to find it harder to adapt in the lesson as well. You know, when you were describing like the big task and how, you know, going into that class, it puts a lot of pressure. I see those kind of big task lessons like spinning plates when you've got a large class of learners, because I find myself like going to one group who need a bit more support and then go to another group who finished quickly and trying to kind of re-engage them and give them a bit more energy to keep going. And it just kind of has that pressure to it. So I think this kind of shrinking down of things and then using it to respond and be flexible in where that task piece goes is a brilliant idea and I'm definitely going to borrow that for my for my next lesson yeah yeah, it works really well um it's very very and I mean it it can take as long as it can take that's the nice thing as well um because if they speak to Mm -hmm. five partners or they speak to six partners it's still a successful lesson you know so there's uh, a lot of a lot of flexibility in it so to wrap up today's episode, what tips would you have for teachers who are intrigued by listening to your example and want to try out TBL in their classes? Um, so I think, first of all, um, think of a task that your students are going to want to talk about or a topic that your students are going to want to talk about. And you can even open that up to your learners and, you know, last 10 minutes of your lesson, just say, hey, guys, 
what do you want to talk about next class and get them to come up with a few ideas get them to vote on it and then see if you can you can come up with a task surrounding that because their motivation to talk about something is going to be really important to the success of the of the task um i think also think of a way to make the task as authentic as possible uh think about would you actually have this conversation with someone that you that you know um or would you actually want to create if you're kind of going down the kind of the writing aspect um because i think very often the lessons that i've done that haven't been as successful the task has been very contrived um and uh then the learners aren't don't have as much communication and i'm struggling to give them more feedback so definitely think about how it works and if you have time have a go of it yourself or get some of your colleagues to have a go at it and see if it works uh like that and also don't be afraid to get the students involved in the fact that you're experimenting so if it is your first time doing a task based lesson be honest with the students tell them that this is something new for you uh and you need them to come along with you on the journey and i think that's really empowering for you as a teacher but also empowering for the learners because they feel a little bit responsible um for the success of the lesson you're putting it on to them not just not just you um and i find that that can be really really helpful to having a successful lesson as well so it kind of hits lots of lots of bases there um in regarding that your your lesson should be good that's solid advice thank you so much jenny for sharing those tips and for sharing your experience in using tbr today it's been super inspiring and i'm excited to try out this in my own classes so thank you perfect thanks for having me laura for more t- teaching insights and inspiration, then you can follow Jenny on LinkedIn. And as always, I've included the link in the show notes and the website so you can find it easily. If you have a question you'd like us to answer or you have a topic like Jenny did to pitch for an episode, then you can contact us by Instagram, Facebook or the website tsopop.com. Finally, you can support the work we do at TSOPOP by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast, sharing TSOPOP content with your teaching community, or by even sponsoring our coffee break at ko forward slash TSOPOP.